Hello and welcome to, I don't know what we're going to, I guess we can call this the Saturday Morning Slam Down, the, the bracket of cartoonology, the animation annihilation of them all. Uh, this is uh, our compendium podcast to a bracket that I created, uh, pitting the best cartoons from the 90s uh, together and seeing what is the best one. I am, of course, the host of this animation domination, if you will. Uh, one T.L. Foster, and I am joined by my partner tribe, Mr. Darren Dillon Tierney. Hello. Hello, and gotta say, we're starting off strong with some of these picks. Yeah, it's... Uh, so, let me talk about the origin of this. Um, I saw a list from the... Uh, it, it's like this weird list that was on, um, I guess, Tilt, T-Y-L-T. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the greatest 90s cartoons and it was a really just not a great list it wasn't a great list so i decided hey it'd be kind of cool if we if you actually sat down and said okay what is the best cartoon what is what would that list be like and i think i got a really good bracket i think the bracket's really fine so i'll post an image of this on the landing page just to get an idea of what we're we're talking about this week because uh we're just breaking down for now are we just talking about the one, or are you talking about the whole bracket? Are we going? To, are uh, just... We we can just talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about the Cartoon Network side. So yeah, that, that, the that's bracket, that's yeah. the uh, quarter of the bracket that TL was posting today on Twitter was about specifically the Cartoon Network era. Um, and first seed, right here at the top, Batman the Animated Series. Gotta say that is a strong introduction because uh, that is just one of the best like cartoons just period of all time like no aster asterisks not be, like good at the time it is a timeless fucking classic of a cartoon yeah no it's really really good so of uh, course you put it up next to the sylvester and tweedy mysteries which uh i don't remember it's really good uh hold on we can I've been so the fun part about this is me just telling Dylan, hey here's this cartoon he's like i don't remember that it's like uh, Let me refresh well, your memory. Now, when did Tweety Bird become an icon for uh, women over 45? It was definitely... I don't know. It was like the... It was definitely the... The... the like the 90s. Um, I don't know. It was... It seems not black markety, but like... Clearly not official Looney Tunes merchandise. People were just like superimposing Tweety Bird on on like a bunch of different shirts. It was like uh like Big Dog. It felt like but, Big I mean, Dog for a different 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 demographic. It's like have you ever seen like the 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 uh, Bugs and Taz like wearing urban flavor clothes? Like it's the same kind of the same kind of deal, right? Same, same kind of uh, vibe I'm getting. Yeah, for sure. Cause, well, yeah, cause no, I that, got, Tweety's always oh, yeah. just been this weird icon for, for like I said, just like at women over forty-five. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as like, uh, what's that? Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's just weird. I mean, there's there's fandoms and stuff that they grab grab onto pretty much anything. Like that, there's a lot of just like urbanized in quotes, just uh drawings of characters on, on hoodies those always do pretty well i'm sure there's a lot of goku and vegeta smoking weed a uh, lot of course a lot i mean that's just an all-time classic but so so you put you put 
Batman the Animated Series next to the Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries. And uh, going to give it up to Batman on that one. I probably going to have that one in the book. I'm pretty sure Batman is going to be the only one, like, that's going to... It probably won't even have another vote for Sylvester and Tweety Mystery. I, so. I don't know what on any of this beats Batman the Animated Series. I don't know. Like Yeah, it's 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 probably the number one seed. Like overall. Like well, yeah, doing, yeah. like and, and you put yeah. in a good spot for that. Yeah. But I mean it's it's that's the show. Like that's like that's that show. Uh, so then yeah, the next match would be uh, it's Two Stupid Dogs, uh, which is a show that was like it's like the precursor to all of these like all the uh, cartoon cartoon shows. Uh, and Johnny Bravo which is bad. <laughs> um, it's not it's to be bad, biased. but it's, it has just, it has so much of a nostalgic pool that I think it's gonna win. You think so? I th- I, I don't know because like I don't have a lot of nostalgia for Two Stupid Dogs, despite the fact that I watched it all as a kid. Yeah, Johnny Bravo, of... but Johnny Bravo, you laughed at him like he was a buffoon, and like yeah. the supporting cast is all about like trying to make him a better person, or and or dunking on him. Right. And, or then, him and then their Christmas special, Donny Osmond fucking takes him to the North Pole. Yeah, Donny Osmond, character of the show, he fights Santa Claus multiple times. Like, yeah, right. I mean, I, don't, I get it, I get it. It was, so, yeah. it was, it was weird. It was definitely weird. And it's just, it's, it's just like some prolific voice actor. I don't even know who does the voice of him. Uh, to be honest, it wasn't like, a prolific voice actor. It was uh, the actual a, creator just, of the show. Just do oh. an Elvis impression, and there you go. That's it. Well, so Johnny Bravo, the character, is Filipino. What the fuck? Yeah, but I mean, it's based off like a lot of Filipinos did, like, are like very into uh, like Elvis and stuff. Uh, huh. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know. Just like, like Johnny Bravo, for, I don't know if I would go so far as to call him like the face of Cartoon Network, but like he was a, he was definitely he was a up big, there. Yeah, I mean, he was a big. He was definitely a big face of the cartoon cartoon show stuff, like pre Kids Next Door, like you know, like late nineties kind of stuff. I yeah, he was kind of everywhere. Uh, let's see. Next, we move into Cow and Chicken. Oh, uh, and well, wait. The voice of Johnny Bravo is Jeff Bennett. So yeah, you're right. It is a very hey. uh, prolific voice actor. Uh, I thought he Jeff sounded somewhat familiar. I just couldn't remember. Yeah, Jeff Bennett. Mm. Uh, let's see, we got Cow and Chicken and Batman Beyond. Now, now, I like Cow and Chicken a decent amount. I have... To me, this is actually a really difficult thing. Well, I love Batman Beyond. I don't know if I call it difficult. I mean... Cow Chicken is good. Cow Chicken is good. And also, I don't love Batman Beyond episode to episode. I like a lot of the arcs that are throughout the show, and I like certain one episode, like episodes like when superman comes back as like the old dude uh, i think i think i think the 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 cool thing about batman beyond is the moment to moment like it, like it's the overall thing that makes batman beyond good yeah yeah and uh, and and there's just occasional like big story stuff or like lore like you know dc animated universe lore stuff just throwing that uh, stuff in there and like the the and Justice League is like a also an epilogue to Batman Beyond, and like how all that stuff ties together. Even the the, the Return of the Joker stuff, which 
Return of the Joker almost bumps the whole show up a point for me. Like, right? I, I love think that that's, fucking movie. I think people like the Return of the Joker, and then like the Terry McGinnis reveal is why people really like that show. But I, I think it's just an okay show, right? That's the, yeah. That's that's definitely what I was thinking. Is like. Like, there's a lot of stuff to like about it, but like I said, episode to episode, it's just that I'm not super feeling all the stuff there. Um, but even then, <laughs> Cow and Chicken's fun slapstick, but I don't even know, like, I, I liked Red, the weird devil dude that was just, like, a fucking huge, like, fey devil character. Mm-hmm. Chicken talked like this, and, like, I don't... <laughs> it's, I mean, it's Charlie Adler doing... Charlie Adler's voices. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, it might be a closer call, but I still might give the edge to Batman Beyond. So that brings us into uh, fourth round, where it's a pup named Scooby Doo and Animaniacs. And this was a blowout on your Twitter, but in my heart, it's a close call. I don't even think it's a close call because I, I don't think really that's... like a pup named Scooby Doo. I really love Pump Day Scooby. I watched I that, that show. I, that was the show that was always on like the seven AM block where I I was just eating breakfast watching an episode of Pump Name Scooby Doo before school. Uh and you know, this is like the mid two thousands and that shit was still being pumped out. Like I I mean look, if you take it from an objective point of view, yes, of course you're gonna fucking give it to Animaniacs. There's a shit ton of stuff in there that's just like, man, this show fucking rules. Uh, but Mmm, I, I have a very soft, soft spot for Pup Name Scooby-Doo. Yeah, it's a really good show. Um, Animax is going to win it because people have the name recognition for it, but a Pup Name Scooby-Doo is really, really great. <laughs> I, I want to say it's a close fight. I want to give them a, a, fair, a fair match. I mean, that they're, they're the reason I know what a red herring is. Right. Ugh. So <laughs> It's such a good, such a good show. Uh, next, uh, we got what? Powerpuff Girls and Tiny Versus Adventures. Tiny yeah. Uh, so is, is this might be? I don't want to fucking start dropping hot takes like I'm some kind of like prolific thinker. But is, is Powerpuff Girls really that that good? So I had an argument earlier about a show we're gonna talk about later, uh, not, but a conversation. I think it's fine. I think there's. I think I think they're like the moments, like the high moments. Powerpuff Girls are high moments. I think Tiny Toons is a better show. That's uh, that's what I was kind of getting at too. Like now, I have I have Powerpuff Girls rated there because like it's a more recognizable show. People really like that show. But Tiny Toons is so much better of a show. I and yeah, like if it against to the point in like the final Cartoon Network grounds where it's like I don't know. Uh, Tiny Toons is Animaniacs. Like, that's a very close one in my book, but I still might give it to Tiny Toons. Like, it had its own identity despite, like, you know, being very... Oh, it's, it's, the, it's the kids' version of Looney Tunes. Like, you know, this is, an, this is after Pup Name Scooby-Doo. This is after Tom and Jerry... Well, no, Tom and Jerry Kids is actually, like, the 2000s, I think. Um, that was very late to the game. But... Right. Uh, yeah, I don't... Like... Powerpuff Girls has a very cool aesthetic and style and a cool rogues gallery, I'll say. I like a lot of the villain characters, but, like, I don't know. It, it would be hard to go back and be like, yeah, this show holds up. This is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not sure. It also suffers the same plague as, like, a lot of shows from that era where, you know, they're, they're, they're the hot shit for, like, two or three years. They go off the air for a year or two, come back, and it's a totally different show. 
Well, it's because all those creators left. Like Craig McCracken and then Lauren... Uh, what's his last name? Well, basically, like, because Craig McCracken, they started working... He started working on Foster's Home uh, of Imaginary Friends, which would have been on this bracket. It would have been high. It probably would have oh, gotten Oh, that's deep. a great show. That, sh- it, that show if is... You want, if, you, I, I, if you're doing a 2000s bracket, we have to collab. Like... <laughs> I'm gonna need input on that because Foster's is so fucking good. Foster's is so good. Um, but yeah, I, but, always, I would say just kind of divorce from the nostalgia of it all. I think Tiny Toons is just real solid. Got to give yeah. an edge there. Uh, yeah. Next, we have Superman the animated series versus Courage the Cowardly Dog. So uh, that's it. Thing that you said about like Powerpuff Girls. I don't know. If there's a good episode of Superman. I think Superman is fine, but Courage. There are so many, like, just classic episodes. It, like it, the... it was the perfect <laughs> horror for kids. Like, it was it was totally outlandish and totally fucking crazy in so many different ways. But I, di- I wasn't left scarred by it. I was left amused and, like, you know, it was like some weird blend of slapstick and horror. It, uh, it's, and it's just so tremendous. Like, it's, to me, it's everything that, like, this is going to come off, like, very mean. But, like, everything, like, where something like um, Invader Zim, where I find it... Like, I don't like Invader Zim. I find Invader Zim very, like, annoying. I find, like, that culture annoying around it. <laughs> um, and I think Courage does, like, the gothic, like, weird hu- like weird humor horror thing a lot I, better. But I also think at the core of it, you know, I think Courage has more heart. Where Invader Zim, I think, is a bit intentionally so more cynical and a bit more just like, like it, it's, uh, it's bad. PGS. It's it's bad. I mean, there's there's <laughs> stuff in Invader Zim I love. There's there's a lot. To, I I still like the show quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. It's not. It's, I don't think it holds up as well as like the fucking hot topics of the world will make you think. But like, there were glimpses of that sort of courage isms like in that episode where he harvests everybody's organs and he's just a, a giant obese man where you can see like stomachs and lungs fucking poking out of his neck <laughs> like there were but that wasn't all of zim a lot of zim was just kind of one note villain stuff like uh not even monster of the week something and again I, now i'm thinking about that episode where <laughs> zim goes back in time and keeps beating up dib with that time travel pig and <laughs> Every time he beats him up in the past, his dad makes him stronger to where he's like a fucking he's cable at the end of the episode. Uh, right. I, but those those are I feel like exceptions to the rule. So yeah, I would probably. I mean, in this, and it's it says enough about Superman the animated series that we didn't even talk about it at all. We're talking more about fucking Invader Zim. Like Superman, just I feel like that show doesn't have as much of an identity. Like, once Justice League came around, it's like, well, this is kind of what I wanted out of a Superman show anyway, right? Right. Like, like there's not... I don't think there's a lot, like, a lot, a lot of Superman standing on his own. All all the cool episodes are when he teamed up with people, you know? Like, that episode where he uh, pretended to be Batman when Batman got kidnapped by Brainiac. Uh, and like, you know, there was, uh, when he, uh, when Bane tried to like beat him up and then he just kind of no sold it. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But that's also, you know, not, that doesn't speak to the show as its own independent thing. That just means it bounces off this universe pretty well. Just why Justice League works so fucking well. Yeah. And I think Justice League also, like, it just works better as a show. Like, 
the the problem with Superman is, especially on that show, is like, how do you maintain like the villain without it just being like this is someone who else who's super strong? I think the show did a really good job with the villains. I think. I mean, Clancy Brown is the perfect Lex Luthor. He is um, amazing as Lex Luthor. And that Lex Luthor in that show is the perfect Lex Luthor. Like, it's, he's conniving, he's smart, uh, but he's also manipulating. Like, and he's not like, he doesn't do the, like, I'm a cartoonishly villain. Like, Lex Luthor, the thing is, like, to maneuver in the spaces that Lex Luthor maneuvers in, you have, you can't be, like, cartoonishly bad guy. You have to be, like, kind of, I'm a bad guy, in. right? I'm a bad guy, but not really, right? So that's always really straddle the line between villain and like yeah, fucking Tony Stark or like one of those types, you know? Right? Like, uh, yeah, um, he has like a bit of a, a visage, but like uh, yeah. that, those elements also worked really well in Justice League, where he was kind of the head. I think, yeah, I think it works better. I think it works better in Justice League. I think like, it was such a better thing. And and even the Superman stuff, like they give a lot more stuff for Superman as a character to do with growth and stuff in Justice League, like the fucking the the man who has everything, like that episode's fantastic. Yeah. That's an incredible fucking episode of, of anything. I mean, and like it's one of the most humanizing things I've ever seen a Superman story tackle. You know, right? Yeah. So and the rage he had, so good. Um, so yeah, uh, I think I'd have to go. My hat would probably be encouraged. Yep, uh, yep, 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 yep. Courage for sure. All right. No, uh, so now we get to the most contentious, not okay, not contentious. Uh, another wild card entry, in my opinion, where I didn't know mm-hmm. the show too well, but uh, mm-hmm. we got Road Rovers uh, versus Road Rovers, yes. Freakazoid. Absolutely. I pedal dogs turn into werewolves. I'm, you know what? I'm into it. You know what? I I will. I kind of want to seek this show out now. You've, you've definitely See, piqued my curiosity. This is the point of like, oh, just put the same five shows. No. Because if people don't get a chance to be like, oh, wait, do I want to check this show out? What is this show? Now, Freakazoid, very subversive, very cool. Uh, I think his shtick is not as uh, appealing in 2020. Just because well, it's we've, we have, we've, had, we've had years of Deadpool. We've had right? a decade of Deadpool. So I think the Freakazoid type is just a little worn thin if only because of that um but for the time it was a very cool show like i feel it felt like a show for nerds in a lot of ways you know like like comic nerds and movie nerds and stuff it's i i like the show quite a bit i watched a lot of it um a few years ago like in the in the deadpool zeitgeist at its peak uh so it's, it's very good all right. So, I mean, I'd probably have to give the Freakazoid on that alone. Freakazoid's going to win that. I mean, you know your audience, so. <laughs> yeah. Freakazoid's and you know your audience on this next one, which is Men in Black, the series versus Dexter's Lab. So, I know my audience, but this was actually one I did to actually think I was like, well, let's see if this will give it a fight. Um, I think Dexter's Lab has a great first season. I think a lot of the experimental stuff that Guinea does is in that first season. I think uh, the monkey stuff is really great, especially the one with wrestler. Ooh, yeah, yeah, where he monkey gets fucking macho the... man to have an intergalactic <laughs> tournament, and that, that ties into the Justice Friend stuff, and which is a great like they didn't there weren't a lot of superhero parodies back then, you know, like it wasn't it was, a popular thing. It's so great because the wrestler episode is literally it's just a Galactus episode. And also Thanos, like it's very much Thanos 
it's very much the Infinity Gauntlet episode, and he's just, he's beating them up, and he's just, like, seeing all, it's just, it's, Macho Man is so great in that episode, he's just like, I do not like it, Samurai, I do not like it in my life, <laughs> like, it's just like, and, like, he beats up Major Glory, he's like, Major Glory, with your stars and stripes so high, I salute you, like, it's so good. <laughs> but, and, and, but then it, like, I don't know if that would give that. I don't know if that gives Dexter's Lab itself points. No, I and mean, that's the thing. I think the first season of Dexter's Lab is great, but then it gets into the seasons when like Gendy's not there, and it's different art style. They make Mandark like they make Mandark's name Susan, and like it just gets really hippies. Weird. Yeah, it gets really weird. I'm not a huge fan, but what I am a huge fan of, and a lot of people don't talk about. Is that Men in Black cartoon? Like that Men in Black cartoon movie. So this was an era where, like, a lot of uh, major Hollywood productions would just get these cartoons, and they would run for like a season or two, and they were like low key very good. This is the same yeah. studio that got you the Godzilla show, um, and stuff like that. And like it, it they ca- it seemed like they cared to actually make a quality product more than a lot of other shows at the time. Right. I don't know. It just it was always really weird. It was always really gothic. Honestly, if I had my vote, <clears throat> and I made the poll, so I can't vote, I would vote for <laughs> Men in Black, the series. I really, really liked that show a lot. I I didn't watch it too much. I, well, it was always on, I, I always got syndication, so I never watched it as like a chronological show. But, um, yeah, it would be a toss-up for me, because like, I, looking back, a lot of Dexter's Lab stuff just doesn't hold up as much. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't think it did. So, all right, that's our looking at the Cartoon Network bracket. Uh, when we come back from our little break, and we're going to look at, let's go to Fox Kids. Dylan, we're going to go to the Fox Kids block. Now, you told me this is the one you don't really know a lot about. Because, like, by the time you were, like, what, like, even, like, i say, like, seven or eight, Fox Kids had officially became, like, Fox Box. It was Fox Box, and then you started getting a lot of, a lot of like, uh, crappy anime dubs and stuff. Yeah, uh, like Seto Kaiba. Seto Kaiba was in every show. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like they got yeah. that guy Brock from Pokemon. Like he was on the he was on the capital payroll. Though, if we do, if we end up do doing like a two thousand anime, I want to talk about that Ninja Turtles two thousand show because it's a lot better than people remember it out to be. Like Dude, that show was three turtles is so good. <laughs> it's... Oh my god! <laughs> it is like the theme song is the. The theme song is better than the original theme song. I said it. Um, it's just, it's such a good <laughs> show. <laughs> turtles cut it off. One, two, three, four. Turtles. turtles. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's it's such a good show. I love also, it. Also, the so Nickelodeon much. one from like five, six years ago, also good. And then the one that was like last year, also, also good. There, there's only one Bad Turtles, like, and that was the next mutation. the original. That show is not great. It's, it's really a good. Easy. It's a, it's a good first five episodes because that's all done by TMS. It's all done by um, a huge animation studio, and it's a lot darker and it's a lot like things actually happen. And then the show becomes like hijinks. Um, this is what I love about two thousand three. Is like two thousand three show. There's no hijinks whatsoever. It's a like there's. There's weight to everything that happens, and like there's these like great through lines, and oh, they, make, they such... make they make fucking Casey and April actually have an arc. 
they make them actual people. Actual like, that's, characters. Oh. Like, it's pretty fucking great. Well, we will get to a 2001 at a later date for sure, but for now, yeah. from the top. For now. Oh, uh, for... there's Tom and Jerry Kids. Yeah, so I was wrong. <laughs> Tom and Jerry Kids is not 2000s. I just thought it was. No, so... it's 90. It's 93. So, like, there's, like... Because, like, you had Tom and Jerry Kids, uh, Fuck Day Scooby-Doo, Yo Yogi, uh, oh, which... <laughs> That's like Which that's like you the the cartoon that is like you're the only one I've ever heard talk about that fucking show. Yo, Yogi, yo. It's such a it's such a dumb show. Now uh, I I hold Tom and Jerry in a very high esteem. The original shows, um, and I say original, I hold in in quotes the originals because I know there's like twenty fuck like or twenty or thirty years of Tom and Jerry cartoons, you know, of, of mm. different creators and different animation studios and stuff, but. Those old Tom and Jerry cartoons, I like them a lot. It's just because I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of slapstick. I'm a fan of just violent or cartoonish things happening to a big dumb idiot. Um, so obviously, I love Tom and Jerry growing up. But Tom and Jerry Kids was just it, it. It felt really like it was on around the same time I would watch all these shows at like 7 a.m. Uh, and I didn't really understand it. Like I I I didn't. There was a lot of these kids shows back in the day, and it just felt like kind of run of the mill. So, having it square off against arguably one of the definitive '90s cartoons, uh, tall order. <laughs> the, yeah. the deck the deck is stacked uh, for sure. But that's how proper seating works. Sometimes you gotta have blowouts, man. Yeah. Uh, X Men the animated series. I want to say this because I've been very critical of this show online for years. Because uh, I said like. I, because, like, when you think about on these shows, like, you're just like, well, they're not as good as you remember it being. Like, we're going to talk about a show later. I don't think it's as good as we remember it being. But the great thing about who about Disney Plus is now I have access to X-Men, the animated series. And, Dylan, this show is a Chris Claremont comic that's come to life. Like, they don't... And that's the thing, like, with a lot of cartoon shows, like... They kind of, like, they reinterpret characters, and they're like, well, we're going to ease you into it. Not this fucking show. Like, there's, like, there's Jericho, um, Professor X's son. And, like, you deal with everything, like, you go between that. You have, like, the Maureen Metagart stuff. You have, uh, here's the, this, here's like, the Apocalypse arc. He just kind of shows up and uh, shakes everything. No, here's, here's Apocalypse very early in the season, and then he doesn't just go away. He, like stays in and like he's now made angel crazy here's angel here's you know nightcrawler and not not nightcrawler like so i like x-men evolution but I, that's like oh nightcrawler's a cool teen ha 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 like this is nightcrawler like no he's like a clergyman which is like a big thing about nightcrawler's character like he's very religious right. and like he's working in like in a monastery but people also think he's a devil and it's just like uh like it's so good it's so good. It is just like it, it just went out of its way it, to it. make a, such a good way of like representing representing those like old nineties like comics. It is it is the perfect comics cartoon. And I say that like I love Batman animated series. I think it's a we'll get to like if it's a better show, but if we're talking about like purely comics, that was the perfect comics cartoon. In terms of just like page to screen, uh, I can't really disagree with you there. Yeah, it's for sure. So good. 
Uh, so this takes the, us to a blind spot in my uh, entire viewing experience because I I played Carmen San Diego games way more than I watched Carmen San Diego shows. Uh, uh, so well, where got, in the world is Carmen San uh, Where in the world Carmen San Diego was a very fun show. Where on earth is Carmen San Diego? Sorry, it's a very fun show. Uh, Nick the Cat's also a very fun show. I would probably edge it to Where on Earth is Carmen San Diego. That's that's, that's just just, just by recognition alone. That's right. I have to go to. But uh, yeah, I don't. Eat the Cat was off the air, even in syndication by the time I was uh, growing up, so... Yeah. Bit of a blind spot in my windows. Uh, so next we have Spider-Man, the anime series, versus Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, so, Dylan, I these are two of my favorite franchises, like, in all medium, right? I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man's my favorite comic book character. Um, some of my favorite movies. Uh, I cried watching Spider-Man, um... Into the Spider Verse, like I love Spider Man. I love Spider Man. I love Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's. And I came to that later in life. I love Bill and Ted. That Bill and Ted cartoon is tremendous, and it actually like the first season of the show is Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter playing Bill and Ted. Like mm-hmm. it is like essentially the third the third movie like in that last season of the show. Until we get the third movie this year. I love Bill and Ted. A Spider-Man cartoon, like, it has a lot in common with the X-Men cartoon, but not as much. And, I don't know, it just didn't seem like... The X-Men cartoon felt like you're reading uh, Chris Claremont or you're reading, you know, like a, a, a comic from, like, the 90s, like, drawn by... Has like very like Jim Lee, Jim Lee, to it. Say, yeah, yeah. But Spider Man uh, feels like a fucking like a children's book version of that. It feels like a cartoon. It feels like a cartoon. It feels like a cartoon. Uh, for that only, I'm going to give it to Bill and Ted. Like I really love Bill and Ted. And I'll have to defer to your judgment for that one because um, uh, okay. I don't really care about Spider Man. I, I don't care about the '90s Spider Man show. When you start talking about Spectacular Spider Man, Ultimate Spider Man, fucking all that stuff. Uh, that's, that's the thing. That's my Spider-Man. So. The thing is, like, I think the 2000s shows are a lot better. Well, other than like the MTV Spider-Man, that's kind of. Like, I don't even remember great. that one, to be honest. Uh, that's the one that had uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris as the voice of Spider-Man. Hmm. In my head, that checks out, but I bet in 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 execution, it does not. Um, and it came after the movies because. Harry had like a big boner. I can't wait to dis- expose Spider-Man. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, next we have Tasmania versus Life with Louie, which are these are two more where Dylan, we are going to have to watch the really. Intro You're going to show me the Life with Louie intro. Is that what's happening? Yes, I am. And Tasmania. Now have I remember. Seen... I remember Tasmania. Um, that was kind of the the tail end of syndication when I was starting to grow up. Yes, but I'm going to put it in here because I just I love it so much. It's such a great <laughs> Tasmania. Now, so Tasmania, it has the DNA of like the the Animaniacs and uh, um, uh, Animaniacs, Freakazoid, um, Tiny Toons, because I believe they're all... Spielberg Productions? Spielberg and more, more importantly Tom Ruger. Is that Jim Cummings? Every time I hear Taz, I'm like, is that Jim Cummings? Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not Jim Cousins. It could be. Hold on. It Let's probably see. is. Taz. 
Radio. So, uh, Taz Radio was a very fun show. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Voice actor. I would say you, I would recommend reaching out. It was Jim Cummings. Because, of course, it's Jim Cummings. Uh, so, uh, his dad was, was played by Maurice Marsh. Uh, Rob Paulson is in it because, of course, he is. Uh, Bushwhacker Bob. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Australian voices, so you know Jim Cummings is probably all over this. Uh, I kind of want to go back and watch it now. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, technically, if this is all the Fox umbrella, Disney owns it, but I doubt that this will be a, like a year seven of Disney no, Plus edition. This is, I mean, it's a lot of Warner Brothers. This is Warner Brothers animation. Ah, okay, so HBO Max. Yeah, year seven of HBO Max. I mean, I'll get. I mean, I'm probably going to get HBO Max anyway because of. Uh, I mean, it's going to have all the anime it's on. It's going to have so. all the all the all the, all the fun excuse me Japanese animation, Dylan. Let's not be excuse me. Sorry, I don't want to be racist. Let's not be racist. All right. Um, uh, so the other show was Life with Louie, which also has a great uh, theme song. Now, Dylan, have I'm you? Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna have a wild bet that I'm gonna have to put this into two parts or something because there's a lot of post production. <laughs> ah, no, I mean you're just putting. You're on betting, but yes, there is a lot. This is basically a, a listen along. This is hey, a, cl- these, a clip show. These these theme songs are really great. I feel like I remember more of these intros than any of the actual shows. I know that's what everybody does. I mean, that's the point of these intros. Yeah. All right, there goes Life of Louie. For some reason, they want me to play the Chowder intro next, which is like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, a recommended is just all the classic Cartoon Network intros. Yeah. So you're, you're taking Doug Walker's money out of his mouth. No, so, I said, well, yeah. I'll, I, I will gladly boldly flee and do that. <laughs> what, a, what a trash fire. Um, all right, so next next we got... Oh, wait, no. Uh, uh, I would say... I, uh, I, I, I said Tasmania. Life of Louie was okay. It was an okay show. I'm there with Tasmania. I mean, Tasmania. Life of Louie had a catchy intro, but I mean, Tasmania... So next we have is Reboot uh, and Godzilla the series. Now, Reboot, Dylan, have, do you know anything about Reboot? All I know is that was it was very early CG, but like technically not as early as you might think. No. Uh, it was like a few year, years after it was kind of like an unknown quantity of 3D computer generation. Um, but I... Am I wrong in thinking it was similar to Code Lyoko? Like, was it a cyber world? Um, excuse me, like, don't, you, don't you fucking dare. Don't you fucking dare! You know how <laughs> they I, ripped off the you know, they ripped off the fucking French Canadians. You know how I feel about Coleoco. Do you know how? Do you know when I do this two thousands bracket, there's gonna be fucking eight different ones because I'm just gonna be like, well, we gotta have the Maguzi corner. Oh my god! I, I just we gotta we gotta give the French Canadians their due. We we, totally we literally should be at war with Montreal <laughs> because of totally spies and Coleoco. In fucking Total Drama Island. That's a completely different war. But yes, all those shows. Total <laughs> that's Drama. The, that's the that's Canada War Two. The Total that's Drama the, Island. Uh, Sixteen. All 16. those. All those shitty, like Canadian shows. Anyway, they had their own. They had their own Seto Kaiba guy, where he's like one voice actor that's doing the same voice for every fucking role. I, I fucking show. hate. I hate all those Total Drama shows. Did I, you like the spinoff of Totally Spies, Amazing Spies, where they like? I I fucking hate Totally Spies. Why would I watch a spinoff of Totally Spies? Anyway, Cody Oko fucking uh, sucks. Anyway, reboot. But is reboot like a digital world? But so reboot was really cool because it's like it's kind of like 
it's like a reverse Isekai, right? Like, Isekai anime is like, hey, I'm a regular person into a game. Like, in this, like, show, you, like, the main character, Bob, is the computer. And, like, you're trying to stop the player from winning. Or, like, the whole system gets rebooted. And, like, Tim Curry plays a really cool villain. Uh, uh, Tim Curry, uh, there's another, like, there's just, uh, Hexadecimal is really cool. Um, it is such a really great show. And it has a, a really, like, substantial like time skip like it's anime uh halfway through oh. when like enzo becomes like this badass like at first he's like oh i'm just a little kid now and then he becomes like oh no i have an eye patch and like i'm just like fucking badass now it's really great i love reboot godzilla series now, is very fun now yeah here's the thing about godzilla series uh it justifies the existence of the matthew broderick film by itself uh it redeems that show and it Oh, it's so good. That Godzilla series. Like, it only had two seasons, like a lot of these shows back in the day. But it's, like, it's after the movie. So it's, like, the fucking egg in Central Park. Or, uh, not, what's the state? Fucking Yankee Stadium? What am I fucking saying? Uh, New York. Such a nerd. Central Park? Just stadium. Yeah, I think it was Central Park. Yeah. Um, But it follows that. And then, like, all these humans are raising this fucking Godzilla baby. Uh, And I'm... I want to say that, like, Matthew Broderick's character is just not in there at all. Like, they just fucking wrote him out because they wanted a young ensemble cast to be in the show. Um, but, no, I remember this 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 show being very watchable. So, I mean, it, it, I might have to put my vote in that in that camp for that one. I don't know. You had a very compelling case for Reboot, though. Yeah, Reboot's awesome. Uh, <laughs> reboot. Don't watch the new Reboot. Huh? No. I don't watch, don't watch don't, the new Reboot. Don't, don't. Don't watch that shit. That sucks. Um, uh, next, we had The Tick uh, versus Casper. Uh, so, I'm going to get the, the bad one out of the way. They did a new version of that Casper Casper cartoon based off of that weird two, uh, like late 90s cartoon uh, movie uh, where there's a Dan Aykroyd uh, a Dan Aykroyd uh, sighting. Cameo? Yeah. When he's like, it's like, you know who to call, somebody else. And I was like, good, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. What a, thanks, Dan. What a, what a great... I'm glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad you love your fucking property that much. I'm glad you were here to take that, to get that paycheck. What a, <laughs> the great scene that was. Um, yeah, uh, no, I mean, Casper sucks. <laughs> that movie sucks. That, I, it, I've never enjoyed anything with Casper. Casper is also responsible for giving us Lizzie McGuire. Those movies are bad. Oh, yeah, Casper and Wendy the Witch. Those movies are bad. <laughs> anyway, The Tick fucking rules. The yeah, tick anyway, is, The Tick the, is a hard lock on this one. The Tick is fun. Um, such great voice acting and such great... This is a great, fun show. The Tick. Easy. Uh, easy lock. Also, speaking of easy lock, we got Beast Wars, the Transformers spinoff, and Pirates of Dark Water. The Pirates of Dark Water, which is a really good show. Fire Dark Water is a really, really good show. Um, really love that show. I really put this on here. There's a lot of things I put on this bracket. I was like, hey, people should watch this. Like, Dylan was like, I'm going to watch Road Rovers. <laughs> Which is like, yeah. it's not like it's not a terrible <laughs> show, right? But like, so Pirates of Dark Water is the same thing. Pirates of Dark Water is a really, really great show. It's uh, a show, It's it was like now early 90s, like I would say 92, 93. Um, it's about like these pirates, like in like this post-apocalyptic world. It's really, really fun. Um... But I think it only has like one or two seasons. It's really fun. 
However, Beast Wars, it may be my favorite Transformers thing ever. Um, I really like Beast Wars, and it's kind of really unwatchable now because of the early, early CGI. But I really love really visually rough. Yeah, but I really I, love it. It holds show. up pretty well. It holds up pretty well, and I actually watched a lot of Transformers. Uh, not the most recent one. It was, it was a CG show. I think after the Michael Bay film came out, it was like Transformers Cyber. It might have been called literally Transformers Cybertron. Um, but it was like there was a human cast, and I thought they did an okay, okay job with the human cast. That was my. Like, out of all the Transformers stuff that didn't stick to me, that was the one thing that did was that show. Because guess what? They do a, a <laughs> oh, they give Starscream such a fucking like Sasuke fucking like redemption arc just for him to backstab again. I'm like, well, it's fucking Starscream, dude. Like, now is <sighs> my favorite character on that show is Rat Trap. Not gonna lie to you, I think Rat Trap this is like awesome. I don't know. It's just a really good show. Um, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I put it in a lock over Pirates of Dark Waters because I know it more. Yeah. So. Uh, is it Transformers Prime? No, I, I think it was called Transformers Prime. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking of the Transformers, the Witwicky one. Uh, that, but that is just the movies, though, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so fuck. Done with that shit. Uh, next we got this is another TL special because I don't know Sea Bear and Jamal. Sea Bear barely. I barely know Bobby's World. Okay, so Bobby's World to Bobby's World. Uh, it's the one that's going to go forward. Um, yeah, it's just it, it, it is notoriety. Is but it goes. like I said, I want people to know about these shows, and I I want to pull this intro, Joe. Oh God! I want you to guess. The voice of Sea Bear. I don't want you. Oh yeah, Jim Cummings. Nope. <laughs> this is a very nineties. This is nineties kids will know. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Oh my god. All right. What am I? What am I looking at right now? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we're ready to go. All right. So three. Now, for people that know, Dylan was two when this show came out. So three, <laughs> two. One. Well, it's the world from the escort till we back the right flavor. We're going deep like an engraver. Sit back and relax and enjoy the two. The family, the homies. Is that Seabear? Yeah. Be free like a bird and just glide. As we take you on a magic carpet ride. So magical and mystical and so irresistible. Fellas like I'm called, cool and collected. Well known, hey, and very well respected. Always on call for Jamal. Summer, spring, winter, and the fall. Yes, sure. Through all types of weather, they stay together like birds of a feather and tight like leather. Token white kids. So when you wake up in the morning at the crack of dawn, or when you get out of bed and you stretch and yawn, if you're down in the dumps and you need a smile. It's the bonky cartoon, leave him dancing in the eye. I do remember a lot of these designs. Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. Sea Bear's Wall is a tremendous show, uh, but it's also a very black show. Um, <laughs> so it's never going to go great because... 
I, I, hey, I mean, Proud Family did pretty well, didn't it? I mean, we had to go forward to the 2000s, but I yeah. remember Proud Family pretty pretty vividly. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't know. I really like C.B. C. Bear and Joel. It was a really good show. C.B. So Bear is voiced by Tone Loke. Okay. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> He comes back to life when Jamal is around is always ready to give him advice. So he's Yoda? Basically. <laughs> so I, I'm glad you gave him props. I'm glad you gave him props. Because yeah. you know how this is going to go down in, in, I know in your, your, your community, as it were. Um, so I got to give you respect for, for, for repping it. <laughs> 